Hey listeners, I'm Adam, and this is Can I Ask You a Question, a podcast where anyone is welcome to join me for an episode to share their thoughts on a topic of their choice. I'm looking forward to hearing new opinions and perspectives, and hopefully becoming a bit more open-minded along the way. If you're interested in joining me for a future episode, feel free to check out the sign-up link in this episode's description. All right, so it's recording. Yeah. Uh, thanks for coming back. You're, I think you're the no, you are the the first person to return back. on the yeah. podcast. I'm happy to hear it. Yeah. <laughs> um, Great. Can we jump into the question? Absolutely. Super okay. excited. So, uh, the question you picked was, if someone owns my data, do they own a part of me? So, yeah. uh, the answer is probably. It might be complicated, but if you had to say yes or no to that, which which side do you lean on? Uh, no, um, they don't own a part. They, of you. They, 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 they don't. It seems like it would be true, but I I feel like uh, like fundamentally speaking, it's not. Okay. Um, they, you know, data about you is not you, right? Um, let's just start with that, right? It's just data. Right. Okay. So my like my way of thinking about data when you kind of boil it down to what actually data is is just information, right? Right. So information in itself, um, when you think about it, it's it doesn't really come with um, certificate of ownership, uh, so to speak. Like it doesn't come with a birth certificate, right? It does, or or uh, like when you buy a car. Um, you get the ownership, right? <laughs> we all know who the car belongs to, right? So uh, it's not like that with data, right? I, I feel like on the fundamental level, it's a, just a different story. Data itself doesn't belong to anyone, but for conventional purposes, just to operate, you know, in the world, we um, we say that you know we claim ownership over the data, right? So, for example, like. Um, my birthday, right, or your birthday. Uh, that's a piece of information, piece of data, right? You, and you could ask, okay, who owns this? So um, what would you say to, to that? It's uh, a good question, I guess, what's meant by ownership. But I guess yeah. anyone anyone who knows what my birthday is, mm-hmm. I would say maybe has like a piece of ownership of it. Yeah, I, I, I'd agree with you. Um See the, the 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 word ownership is an interesting word because ownership implies control, like absolute control over something, right? But can you really fully control data, right? Um, so may, maybe ownership isn't. I see what you're saying around the word ownership, but yeah, so that yeah. Um, so the question, if someone owns my data, do they own a part of me? Um, yeah, I, I see what you're saying in that maybe they don't phys- they don't physically own you, but no. they have the ability to influence you and, and use that data uh, to maybe draw sure. sort of behaviors or decisions from you. Sure, sure. I mean, um, it, it's, it's absolutely, there's no question about the idea that Data is extremely powerful, like especially if you have massive amounts of it, it's accurate and fairly uh, well aggregated. Uh, it can be very powerful. Um, my question, like my view of it is comes like at a little more basic level of it. So um, whenever you talk about who owns the data, you have to like really think about what the data actually is and can the data can data be owned, right? Um, so for conventional purposes, we say that, okay, um, I, you know, I'm the owner of my personal data, right? But are you really owner or are you just kind of in a situation of I am a custodian, right, of my data, right? And then I share uh, the custody of my data with, others yeah right when uh i need to buy something for example like i order i ordered a halloween costume uh just a couple days ago and 
obviously to place that order. Why did he order it after Halloween? I, it's not a Halloween. Yeah, <laughs> it's not Halloween, but it's. I, I'm just going to some party and it's supposed to be like a Costume dress up party? thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> and and uh, I didn't want to make the costume. Sometimes, like I'll run into like a small crafts project. And I'll just do it myself. Like put together a costume. At one point, I, I put together a cigarette costume where I, I became like a cigarette <laughs> it was just a giant cigarette but this one that i ordered was like a magnet like a giant magnet right you're so you're a magnet yeah like it's permanent magnet you know like i was playing with permanent yeah, magnets yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah so it's just like a big magnet it's like this so anyways you were saying in that example they they had to use some of your data anyway to yeah track the orders send it to obviously, you obviously yeah yeah so 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 the data that I that you know, like I'm a custodian. Let's just say, if you if I want to rephrase it that way, of my own personal data, um, and then I have to share that custody with someone else so that they can fulfill some requirement or function, right? So obviously they take the custody of that data. Now the problem becomes with how that data is used, right? Because the moment that uh, a third party takes um, custody of that data, then we are running into a, uh, um, a question of trust, right? Uh, how can I, can I trust that the third party will not use this data, um, you know, in a way that is um, unethical, for example, or... Uh, will they only use it to really facilitate what um, the order, like what, what this transaction implies, right? And um, it's a question of trust. So can we trust? How can we have an assurance around the, those questions? And the, the problem with that is that we can't, right? There is no way that you can actually know what that person will or that company will do with that data right um so that's the problem right so to your point of trust uh if i had to push you to say yes or no or you can pass sure Mm -hmm. um i'll ask you a few different like companies and organizations Mm. uh would you say you trust google yeah you do yes trust with your data okay what about facebook uh and we'll go back we can go back to them um no Okay. Amazon? Yes. Wikipedia? I don't have too much data on Wikipedia. <laughs> Apple? Yes. Government? Yes. Okay. So which one which one do you want to talk do you want to talk about one of them in more detail? You said no to Facebook. That yeah, I said one. no. I said no because I'd have to be crazy to say yes after the, the, the Cambridge Analytica scandal th- okay. came out, right? Like Obviously, a lot of data was leaked. The trust uh, was kind of breached. So, yeah. So, just because I don't fully trust Facebook doesn't mean I'm going to stop using it. I'm just going to be, like, a little more hesitant around, like, what what I can actually share. Because, obviously, it's, um, you know, like, if there's... Facebook is a massive company, right? Like, the, 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 the... the amount of data that these people process is so mind-bogglingly large um, and that, they, you know, like what they have to manage is a, a massive, um, massive project, right? And to keep it all very sort of like in control is probably very difficult, right? Yeah. So they have a lot of developers, people that are developing third-party apps, you know, like there's a lot of ways that, you know, there's a lot of room for maybe these types of problems, and I'm not saying that they're not doing the best they can. They can, they can to 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 guard the data, but on the second kind of like point, I just don't think that the um, you know, like I I just don't think that the regular user realizes the power of the aggregation of data, like how the how some of the companies that um, collect massive amounts of data are able to then use the data to to create aggregates um, and uh, machine learning models and and um, essentially you know, things ju- to influence you in ways you might not realize or understand. Yeah, so it's not specifically about your specific data. It's it's more like when they are able to grab all those data points um, about massive 
you know, amount of like from billions of people, um, that's a huge, that's hugely powerful when it comes to like analytics, right? So as far as, um, AI and as far as machine learning goes, you're, you know, these things, they just ingest massive amounts of data. And based on that data, they can really create very powerful, uh, models, um, that can then be exploited to do certain things, right? And uh, now the question is... Prediction models? Prediction models, like who's going to respond what favorably to what and things like that, right? And so the question is not really about like individuals, uh, individual information of a specific individual being breached or something. It's more like, is it ethical to have like a handful of companies with the capability of doing these things, you know what I mean? And it's, I mean, it's massive, massively, massively powerful. And is it ethical? So it's more, more of a question of, of ethics rather than, um, just simply, you know, like personal, like, cause I'm, I'm sure that w- when you, uh, post, post something on Facebook and put some kind of, um, privacy around that content, then the platform itself is designed to, to protect that content from being, you know, like, like if you put certain preferences around privacy, then they'll probably ensure that this content is not reachable for somebody else. So that's not, I don't, I don't think that's a big problem there. I think, uh, or even trusting the data that it's stored securely, because I'm sure that they, they, they do have world class uh, security around these things. I just, I feel like the, the question is like around the aggregates around the 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 the, the aggregate uh, of that data you know and how it could be used right yeah so that's the question and who who ends up owning the data that is be that is kind of generated on top of your data right it's not you it's not the um you know um it's not the individuals right so if somebody decides to take an, an average uh, age in a certain area code and then asks a few thousand people from that area code what their age is. And then based on all these answers, individual answers, produces an aggregate average. Who owns the data about the average? Right. Right. They do. Because they, they've collected the data. They run a report on it. Now, they could get rid of the data. Right. Mm-hmm. But they'll still know what the average age is. Right. So, But do I have the right to say, hey, I want you to remove my age from the average? No, because because they've produced now. See, this is this is an example of a metadata, right? Which is data about data, right? So most people don't understand the distinction between data that is produced um, from data that it, um, that you provide and their data, right? So if I put up um, a piece of data and let's say it's my data, right? Um, if you like, let's say I put my height and weight. Right. If you take my height and weight, multiply it together to create some other number, right? That is no longer um, my data. That is your data. Okay, right? but that in that example, sure. If you ask me to remove, if you ask me to remove your height and weight from the data, then mm-hmm. the other number, which is the sum of them, should disappear. Like, but it won't. But it could it could be built that way. So, like in the example you had around the average ages, um, if you ask them to remove your your age point, mm-hmm. it could they could have it as a formula yes. where the average age changes. Technically, yes, but that's it's not done that way because okay. it would be insane to do it that way. I mean, why? like, like well, why? Why? Yeah, it's, it's possible that like a law could like a, a law, law could, could be introduced. That, yeah. yeah, so. Yeah, it could, but that has to do with uh, like the governance of the data and how the, and, and regulations around it. And there's very little of it. I mean, like there are there are certain privacy laws that are in place to make sure that you know certain things don't happen. But um, if you're processing data, I mean, in Europe right now there are GDPR laws and things like that 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 are introduced to kind of regulate these things. So I'm not exactly familiar with all the details about how they do it, but uh, if you go to a site uh, in Europe, like right now, they, they'll, they'll inform you, okay, so there's cookie that is being placed on your browser, things like that. 
uh, some data is being collected around that. Do you consent or not, not consent? But I'm not sure how they handle the whole question of if I collected all this data uh, from all these data points, um, how uh, how okay is it for me to then produce a report based off of the data and who owns the report, right? Now, what machine learning is all about, it's basically about a computer looking at data, right? Analyzing the data and creating a machine learning model. Once you have created a machine learning model, then you can get rid of the data that that was originally used for it and still have the model working perfectly fine, right? So it's so you don't really need the underlying data. And the question around the ownership of that model, there's no question around it, right? You've created the model. You've created the, the, the program, right? So you own it, right? Just like you've created a report about the average, the, even though people may have, may, maybe you've destroyed all the answers that people have submitted about the age, right? You've destroyed all that information. But your average is still there. Like you still know the average. And that is your report right um so you know what i, I see mean? what you're saying um but i feel like it could it feels like it could be built in a way so that um if someone decides that they want their data removed mm -hmm. it removes it from the machine learning model and the model is is modified i i get what you're saying in that a model could be created and then the source data could be stripped sure. away yeah. but yeah i don't know um i yeah like for me again it comes back to the question of who owns the data or who's the custodian because i don't believe that uh, fundamentally speaking like if we're going to have like a philosophical argument that anyone actually by default owns data right I, right. I feel like just we have a very simple situation where the world we're in is full of data and there's just a bunch of claiming around those data points well uh, you know and, and, but i don't i don't think the inherent nature uh, of the world is such that that we actually there's actual ownership Fair. around data um but so, so usually it's around source of the data right so if i make a recording uh, if I take my iPhone and record a video, right, uh, um, on a public domain space, right, then then I could say, okay, that's my video, right? I've generated this v with with the camera that I own, blah blah blah. You know, I I put it together, but really, um, the data has sort of originated in the world, right? The camera has put together the the, the picture, and now I'm saying I did it, right? Uh, that it's mine, right? That I own it, right? But is it really, you know, <laughs> uh, I'm just saying I'm claiming that, right? And now if somebody was to copy the video, it's uh, they could still play it, right? There's no, there's no question that they could play it, modify it, do something with it, right? So is there really an, like a fundament, on the fundamental level, ownership of the data? There isn't, right? We have, a, we just have conventions about it. So do you have any concerns around data and if so what are they yeah there's only one really um i feel that data uh, today is not um designed like the, the data processing is not and storage is not designed correctly like i feel we're missing a major part that is sort of present in the natural world we live in uh so if you look at the world we live in um things are born and then they die when when you know anything really right um there's very rarely even like with a very solid structures they deteriorate and fall apart over time we don't have s something along those lines when it comes to data i feel like all data that is being generated should have some sort of expiry built on it uh, built on top of it so let's say I lend you uh, this piece of data about my address and my uh, information that would facilitate the uh, process of you shipping to me a shirt that I've ordered, right? Um, the data that I've facilitated to you should have some sort of auto-destruct um, timer uh, where it only has a certain life, right? It has certain 
amount of days or or weeks or months to live and then mm-hmm. and, and, and then it sort of expires and we don't have that uh, right now all the data that, that is being generated is is sort of implicitly permanent right some somebody s- decides to store it and it can be stored for however long and used in however many you know uh, we don't have that and there's a certain comfort in knowing that they that, that certain things expire you know um, I, had, I hadn't thought about that before okay <laughs> yeah but it's it's it makes sense to me Hmm. Uh, I'll think more about it. Think, using maybe this recording as an example. Sure. Right now, you're consenting to being recorded and being yeah. on the podcast. What are you like? What are your thoughts on? Let's say in the future, you want it taken down for some reason. Should you have the right to have it taken down? Should you not? Uh, well, this. Uh, hmm. Yeah, I feel like. Uh, well, the the way that the content is being produced, there should be some sort of uh, like a, a schema that we both subscribe to, to to sort of dictate what can happen with the content, right? Um, which means if the content is used um, in a way that sort of violates the agreement that we have about it, it should be taken down. Uh, if it's, you know what I mean? If it's, or if we've built into the schema or the idea that, uh, you know, we've generated this this agreement about uh, this content, uh, that uh, if any one of us feels uncomfortable with publishing this content any after a certain date, you know, that should be possible, you know. I feel like, you know, like things like blockchain, <laughs> you know, like they have these smart contracts that, that, that could actually facilitate some of these things, you know, like... Uh, I don't know if that's you know you, that's another conversation altogether, but yeah, but but you know yeah yeah yeah. I mean like okay, somebody decides in a nice polite way, you know, like okay, I don't like this, maybe just take it down, or you say it, or I say it, or somebody else, uh, you know, maybe not somebody else because you know. I see I see what you're saying. Like having it in writing would help. Like yeah. or if like before we recorded this, I said if at any point in the future you want this taken down you yeah. have the right to have it taken down that would yeah. be great yeah. i guess the the downside of that is pretty much all the like facebook google all these platforms have created very long terms of service which are essentially these agreements that you're speaking to at least the way i interpret it and the problem is it's almost impossible to to go through all of those and, and understand them for the average person. So like, I don't know when I sign up for Facebook, I can only guess at how long the terms of service are, but realistically no one or next to no one is reading that. So, yeah. Yeah. So, um, like I said, I feel like data should come with some type of, um, decay, like expiry, um, build into it that it must expire after a certain amount of time and um and this would be this would avoid a lot of stuff you know like from you know people worrying about whether something is going to get um you know leaked or things like that you know these are like for example like why is it that if i go and place an order on a on a web store right that three years later, that order is still there in their system, right? That, now, for compliance purposes, there is a seven-year certain uh, for the as far as the business goes, it needs to keep these records for seven years okay. in certain jurisdictions. They need to keep financials and things like that. Maybe is, you maybe you want to go back at some point and and see what you maybe I want to go back. Um, sure, but. That doesn't stop the fact. But but what about like taking it to extreme? Like let's say, like twenty years, right? Twenty years down the road, it, there's no need for that that to be there, right? In some kind of permanent uh, form, because what's the point, right? Um, so it should emit, like it should over time have some sort of, um, you know, decay, like the way that uh, that uh, information or. Uh, Things in the natural world decay Fair. over time. My, my understanding is that with most of these platforms, and maybe I'm wrong, but my understanding was that if I want to delete my account and mm. delete my data, mm-hmm. it is removed 
from like from their services. So in that example, I don't know with Amazon, for instance, but mm-hmm. I would think there's a chance that they have the ability for me to delete my account and delete my purchase history. To to your point, maybe it's maybe that information has already contributed to other uh, algorithms and and models and stuff sure. like that. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, <clears throat> there's there's all kinds of caveats around all of that. I mean. Um, let's just say, okay, well, you should be able to delete. Yes. Yeah. But let's just say as a platform, the platform itself has a sort of like a mission and, and their mission is to protect the users, protect the ecosystem, make sure that everybody's nice and everybody, you know, everything works perfectly fine. Right now, if if you were just, if they had no, um, if they had no way, like if you just basically deleted stuff and they had no way of actually understanding what, you know, what you did up until that point, you could simply do something bad and then basically delete it, right? Which is not great from the admin perspective, right? The admin needs to be able to sort of trace back the history and kind of audit what actually happened. So, um, so you shouldn't really be able to delete things like, um, let's say you're participating in Facebook and you're participating in the chat and something is said that shouldn't have been said, let's just say, right? Right. And you shouldn't be able to delete it because, or somebody who said it should not be able to delete it because that would stop the process of moderation, right? Like you, you still need those processes in place. So certain things, so is it, you know what I mean? Like it's not as simple as it sounds, right? Um, when it's complicated. You, yeah, yeah, it's complicated because you're, you're in essence, like you're not really on internet. Like when you're on Facebook, you're not on internet. You're on the intranet. You are in within the Facebook ecosystem that you're, that you're accessing through the internet, but you're, you're part of that, um, ecosystem. And so you need to abide by the rules of the ecosystem, right? And you want to remove yourself from the ecosystem. You can, but it, um, uh, but it again has to be done in a way that, you know, doesn't stop them from being able to moderate, right? Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, switching topics a bit. Uh, have you thought about using like Firefox as a alternative to Chrome? With Firefox owned by Mozilla, which is a nonprofit, yeah. which I actually didn't know recently. Yeah. Or or using like DuckDuckGo. If yeah. You're familiar with it as an alternative yeah. to Google Search. Yeah. Have you thought about that? Yeah. I mean. Um, these things are designed for people who are like more conscious around privacy and uh, and and the tracking and all the you know analytics that goes on. Um, yeah, but uh, I don't think you can really get away from tracking. You know, like yeah, you can get you can, you can use DuckDuckGo, but. If you had a chance to maybe run two parallel searches between Google and DuckDuckGo, you know, like, it just doesn't really compare. You know, like, Google is way, way better, you know. So most people will not really, um, you know, I don't I don't feel like most people will use Go, DuckDuckGo because, simply because the quality of the content that the search result, of the search results is not going to be as good. Um yeah, I feel like overall we have a problem, uh, which is that the internet is basically dominated nowadays by by a few giant corporations, like handful. And I don't think it's unnatural. I feel like it's very, it looks like a very natural process. You know what I mean? Like that the there are certain leaders and they they the big tend to get bigger and things like that. So I don't. You know, I don't think that it's something wrong, but it has huge downsides to it because people do end up being locked into the ecosystem. And when you and there's a lot of that data that ends up um, in the hands of the few corporations that they can then do a lot of powerful things with, which the my main problem is the ethics around it. Right. That's my main problem. How ethical are how 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 can we govern the ethics when it comes to big data right is there some way that we can say 
well, here's what you shouldn't really be able to do with this, right? Like, you shouldn't really be able to influence elections. Or, um, like, uh, like I was walking by um, just here in Financial District by the Stock Exchange, and they were showing Twitter news. And apparently Twitter is now introducing some sort of anti-political ad um, action where they won't allow... They're trying to stop political ads from from happening on Twitter, um, it's, I feel I feel it's good. I feel like it's a very good thing that because because again, like these things are sources of power and influence, and you wanna you don't want that to sort of skew the democratic process that is designed to kind of like you know what I mean. So so just a, around abuse of the power, really. You know what I mean. Um, uh, I, I feel like I feel like you know, like ethics around it should be there. Uh, regulation should be there, and I think GDPR and pe- what, what they're doing in Europe with uh, with those regulations is important. So, yeah, you bring up a good point. Maybe the, maybe the bigger issue with these tech giants is that they have a monopoly in their space, and we know throughout history, you know, like having a monopoly is is dangerous for. For the public, and, and maybe that's the the bigger issue than, like obviously those monopolies can 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 take advantage of that and, and use that uh, use the data to their advantage. So maybe that's the pro- biggest problem. Um, yeah, I mean, like I feel um, I feel like when you roll back time a little bit, right? <clears throat> Let's just say come back like fifteen twenty years, right? Internet was a lot different it right now it's very uniform i'd say uh, in a sense that there's few major channels on it like facebook reddit youtube certain other uh, sites that that have completely dominated those spaces and the reason for that is that the people um are used to them like you cannot like back then Internet was like, like it seemed like millions of different websites, right? And and, you there, had, and there still are billions the, or billions of sites. But you, to your point, ninety nine percent of internet traffic is probably going to the top one hundred sites. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Which which is which is crazy. And I feel like if we had a if we had more, you know, like distribution around the, around that, you know, where some of that traffic would land on more of those private sites where. Or, or, or like back in the day, you had forums, right? Like, I, I, um, I had a GM car, right? And I had problems with that GM car, and I had uh, been a, like I signed up for a GM forum, and you know, we just had people talking about GM cars, and and it was just all under a roof of an independent sort of entity, uh, and it felt like a community, and it felt more like. Maybe, sure, maybe it wasn't as well organized as Facebook is right now. Like, if you just go and join a group on Facebook, you know, they've got that process of group community very well done. You know what I mean? So it's very convenient. People gravitate to convenience, and they'd rather just go into a Facebook group than maybe join an independent forum, right? And that, that I feel, is a problem too, right? Because these these smaller sites are naturally not going to be as good at that and managing the content, managing, moderating and all that. And, and so you're, you're just in that situation where, uh, one, uh, platform is going to dominate because it's just very, very good. Right. And, uh, you know, uh, but there is a problem with that. There's obviously the problems that we spoke about and, and then, and then, uh, I'd love to see internet become more like, like it, it was, you know what I mean? I don't have anything against Google, Facebook, or these, you know, they're great platforms, very well built and all that, but we would, I'd still love to see more variety, like, you know, like back, back in the day. And, uh, I'd love to see more smaller sites, smaller communities, um, you know, with, with that, with that in mind. And yeah, like I was, anyway, go ahead. I was gonna, I was gonna say to your point, uh, it's, it's easy. It, it's easiest to use the industry leader. Um, the it's easiest to use the industry leader's product because they probably have the best product. So to your point, mm-hmm. 
like the reason we use Google as opposed to DuckDuckGo is they just yeah. have a better search engine. Yeah. So like maybe for me, for myself at least, I'm going to think more about that trade-off and it's like, okay, if I use DuckDuckGo instead of Google, I'm not going to get as good a search experience. Yeah. But maybe like for the long-term sake, it's better not to use the industry leader because you're promoting more Mm-hmm. competition which is a good thing mm-hmm. so like does that make sense well see i think i think you need to think like when you when you, when we're speaking about these things it makes absolute sense to me that the the leaders are going to have very good products except that those products are probably not going to be as good as what could be created if you had niche uh communities um um you know specialized uh, sites for with specialized kind of function um, because you have uh, the the big thing about what uh, these big platforms do is they make things super easy and convenient, right? Um, very easy, very convenient doesn't always mean that it's very good, right? Some certain functionalities could be much better. We could have much better content. Um, for example, uh, iTunes right um is a very convenient service to use you want to have um you want to buy a song it's a super simple process you go into your itunes uh right itunes store or whatever just buy a song with a tap of your um you know fingerprint right and and that's simple but that song the quality of that song is probably not going to be as good as if you were to buy the hd version of that song from like for example HD tracks, which I, I have been using lately like a lot. You know, I love music, good quality music. That site specializes only in high quality music. So high quality, um, so specialized site with high quality albums, wonderful. You know, it, it, it's a little more expensive, but um, but you get like much better quality, a much better selection. They have specialized search for. Things like that, so it's it's great, and and I use it, and you know maybe it's not as convenient, but it's it's very very good. So the, the problem is the problem I feel is is addiction. Like at the bottom, uh, like at the bottom of all of this, we have a problem of addiction because you have people addicted to platforms, uh, basically uh, addicted to Facebook, addicted to Instagram, addicted to Twitter, addicted to YouTube, addicted, addicted, addicted. And these platforms get a lot of traffic and and millions of users because of that addiction. Not because there are no other sites that make maybe better content or better, better functions or, but people are simply lazy or like you could say that's normal because in the most efficient way this is how i do it go to youtube type that in and like here it comes right so but we're we're so used to certain processes in our mind because we have busy lives and blah 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 that we we don't really go out and venture and like oh find new ways of doing things because it's just expensive in terms of our time right so i don't know where i was going with all this no, but. so i i agree with you that like addiction to different platforms sure. is a problem um around this this conversation's topic of data um do you think like we should be more concerned with data privacy because at least in my view you could make an argument that if we were more concerned about data privacy more people would be using duckduckgo than they are right now and more people would be using Firefox than they are right now. Is that is that a fair thing to say or no? Yeah, we should be more concerned about privacy, but I just don't think we have the tools um, and we have uh, proper uh, policies around how the data should be governed. Uh, we just don't have them. Like we have a very archaic system when it comes to data governance on large scales. Um, privacy laws, like even in Canada, are not very. Um, they don't. They don't have a whole lot. Uh, they don't seem to have a whole lot of influence in these in these things. So, like for example, what I'd like to see is if I go to a website and I want to order a Halloween costume, right? I want to be able to tell the the person or new custodian of my, of that data that I'm sharing 
what they can do with it, how long they can have it for, and uh, when it should expire. And currently, there's no such thing. So there's no way for me to tell the the party that I'm sharing information with what that information, like how how long they can have it for. Like there's no way to do that. How long, as a person, I should be able to do that. How long would you want them to have it for? For me, it would be a difficult so it should answer be based on an agreement. So I should have a, 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 a ability to create an agreement with a party about that on a fly. So if I go to the costume site, I probably you know they might require that that I give them that information for seven years because they have these regulations. So I might need to agree to have to to, to have them to, to agree for them to have that information for seven years. But in situations where uh, where it's required only for for a very brief period of time, like a month or or a week or a day, that information should automatically go out of business, expire. Uh, based on that agreement that we've created around it, isn't it? Isn't it less about how long they have my data for, uh, for, and more about are they using the data in a way that I don't want them to use no, the data? No, because because see the problem. The problem is yes, yes, and no. Okay, yeah, I get it. Um, you once the data's there, it's extremely hard to govern what can be done with the data. You see, that's the problem. When, when, when a movie comes out, right, uh, in the movie theaters, right, um, a lot of times it'll get leaked onto the internet and it'll get downloaded and torrents and all that. Once the data, which is movie, is on the internet, it's impossible to stop it, right? It's like it's out there. You can't govern it once it's out there, right? So... Uh, so I feel like the problem is not so much the, the the governance of it, right? I feel like if you have right at the start, you say to the merchant or to the to the party you're sharing the information with, here's how long you can have it for, right? And then you must delete it, and I don't. And then we remove the problem of governance. If they don't, ha- you cannot do anything with the data that you don't have, right? And if you're forced to remove the data by a certain agreement, then that would solve the problem, right? Then they would not have to worry about what can be done with the data, what cannot be done with the data, things like that. Maybe you could have agreement of what you agree with, with what you are agreeing um, to as far as what can be done with the data. So I agree to, you know, have it analyzed according, you know, for the customer service purposes or for these purposes. But I don't agree to have it combined with maybe other demographics data and sold off to another company. Okay, maybe I don't, right? And that should be said in there. But on the most fundamental level, I should, as uh, somebody who, let's say, owns my information about where I live or my email address or something like that, should be able to say, I, I want that information to, to expire after X amount of time, right? And that would, I think, address a lot of those problems. Because, you know, governance versus govern. If there's nothing to govern, then you don't have a problem. Uh, thinking about using Google again versus DuckDuckGo, um, like how how can we get better at thinking about that trade-off between maybe the DuckDuckGo experience isn't as good, but maybe my uh, I, I sh- there's less concerns around the data. How my data is being used on DuckDuckGo? How how can we get better at thinking about that or making that trade off? So again, it comes down to okay. So as far as what you do as a user, a lot of the stuff that you do, um, you might not realize that there's a lot of activity that is being captured about what you do with the application. For example. Let's just say you're using a certain application. You might not realize that this application actually tracks exactly how long you've stayed on a specific page, how fast you're scrolling, what you're, um, uh, you know, uh, what you're most looking at the most, what your screen is fixed up the most. You might think that okay, it knows what I like, but it doesn't know anything else. But that's not true. 
you don't know like there's there's a whole lot that can get, be derived from your activity of using device just scrolling through it or how you know what i mean so um so that information leaks whether you want it or not right and if you're saying um I can just get better at governing the data that I give, like by using Go, DuckDuckGo, or being mindful of what I use and things like that. I, I, I feel, it, you know, like it doesn't really, you know, you because you just don't realize how much information is actually gathered. Um, so let's say I had a better way of understanding the data that Google is collecting about me that maybe today I don't realize. Like you said, they're probably collecting lots of points of data that I don't understand. Let's say I get a better understanding of that. Like, is that the key? Is that what's going to no, push me to switch over to DuckDuckGo? That's, it's not, you, you're, you're, you can maybe um, remove all the, like, okay, first of all, a lot of the data, like if you actually read through the agreements that the, these companies, and I'm not talking specifically about Google or any of these companies, I'm just talking generally speaking, like a lot of these agreements will say we can do a lot with your data we can combine this data with uh like let's say a company has two apps or three apps right they can combine the data across these apps um to create much fuller picture of what you're doing right like all that data can be aggregated right it's not just one like you know what i mean so (laughs) When you combine it all together, I mean, it has plus plus. For example, did you know that your phone leaks your information about where you are just by the virtue? You could even have your GPS open like just by the virtue of using a certain IP address through like a certain Wi-Fi network. It knows like your an IP address is a is very easily associated with a geolocation with a specific geolocation so an average user just doesn't realize how much information gets gets you know uploaded about them right so governing it's not so much about the governing i feel again like it's more about um it has more to do with how we consent to to the to, to 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 giving our data and what we consent to, and since we've agreed to all of this, um, it, it, you know they could just do whatever they want, right? Really. <laughs> um, yeah. So, like, I guess is it is it that with with any of these types of data that they're collecting, like geographic info information, like you said on you, there's there's benefits to it. Like, sure. But on the flip side, it could be used in ways we don't want. So does sure. it like does it boil down to like how can you create companies and organizations that are like more aligned with like looking out for the best interest of their users? Yeah. Uh, it, yeah. So so from the user end, I think we need more um, tools to empower the users to agree um, or disagree about certain information that they want to share actively and to create more of those engagement contracts where the, the, their data actually is forced to expire on the on the other party's end uh, explicitly. That's on the, on, the, on the user end. I feel like we need a lot more innovation around that to make that type of data decay happen. And then also on the on the end of you know like i don't feel like we should be stalling innovation and you need you need to innovate like you need these services they actually need your data to to improve the services right so so that there's nothing wrong with them using the data to create to create reports and to improve these apps and things like that uh not, nothing wrong with that except that there's questions of ethics right so at that higher level, you would probably want to introduce certain regulations about what needs to happen, what can and cannot happen, um, like ethical guidelines around data. Like here's the ethical guidelines that you must follow in creating these things, right? So for example, you should you should not be able to create something which in essence gives somebody power to influence something you shouldn't be able to influence, right? 
um, we need more of that because if we don't get that, um, then that power will be easily to easily sellable to somebody with you know what I mean. Just just for and, and in terms of like economical benefit, yeah. You know, just we just have this power, so we just what are we gonna do with it? Like sell it off, right? So, <clears throat> but that's not maybe in the interest of everybody, right? What we want to do is make sure that it doesn't just benefit those certain parties, but it benefits everybody that these tools are not abused, right? So in in closing, what what question would you maybe wanna would you want people listening to like ask themselves around this topic of data, privacy and ownership? Like what what question, either maybe something you're you're still questioning or something that you think it'd be useful if more people just thought about? Yeah, yeah. So one question is do I have do I actually have visibility into what kind of data um, I put out, right? And uh, do, you, uh, do I have visibility into what kind of data uh, continually is leaked through my um, computer, through my uh, mobile device, right? Because these things continually talk to the internet, and a lot of times they do it in, in in the background, and and you might not have visibility as the end user into what's actually happening. Uh, there are applications I've installed on my MacBook, um, uh, comp- uh, 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 an application called Little Snitch. Funny name, but it's some paid software that I've downloaded, and uh, <clears throat> this software lets me see all the actual. <coughs> outbound and inbound connections from my Mac to the internet, right? And it was it was a fascinating thing to get that installed on my computer. There's a map which shows you your location in the world and it shows you um, all these connections actively being made to all these other locations in the world where uh, your computer is talking to actively, right? So a whole lot of it has to do with like you know, maybe your Gmail checking device, you know, is working in the background. But you can get to see that, you know, like at all times, your computer, your phone, which is really a computer, talks to <laughs> all these services, telling them things. And I'm not saying that's wrong. I'm not saying that's, you know, but just to kind of have the awareness of that fact is a good thing, right? Just so if I was asking myself a question, do I have a visibility to it, right? Do, do, do I even care, right? But, but you know, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's, that's probably the answer. So. Cool. Well, yeah, you left me thinking about how I can try to be more aware of how my data is being used. So I'll think about that more. Awesome. Thanks. Thanks, Adam. Thank you for having me again. No problem. Anytime. Thanks again for tuning in to Can I Ask You a Question? If you liked this episode, I'd really appreciate it if you left a rating on iTunes or Google Podcasts or wherever you're listening from so that more people like you can discover it. Also, it'd be super helpful if you'd be willing to leave some feedback on any ideas you have for improving future conversations using the link in this episode's description. Thanks again and see you next time.